Hello and welcome to Reaching the Summit on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. I am Don Conklin, and along with Teresa Conklin, every month we will, on Reaching the Summit, you will meet successful business leaders who have climbed the mountain and reached the summit in their profession. We will talk to them about their journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons and insights they have learned along the way. Reaching the Summit is presented by Pinnacle Custom Signs. Get a more elevated look with your business signage. Visit PinnacleCustomSigns.com. Uh, I'm pleased to introduce our two guests today, two f- uh, good friends of mine that uh, I've grown up in the networking world with. Um, just ha- so happened that one is uh, Jeff Martin from Heaven's Best Carpet Cleaning, who I've known for, gosh, seven or eight years. And then Jeff Morgan, so two Jeff M's, from, co- from Color Faux Walls, and that's Color F-A-U-X Walls. Very inventive name, Jeff, I must have to say. Mm-hmm. So, Thank you. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. Thank you. Hi. So, so um, let's start out with uh, uh, Jeff Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look at you if I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Tell us about how you started your business, how you got into what you're doing right now, and, and uh, how you got ramped up from where you started. First of all, when did you start in this business? Back in uh, October of 2013. So seven years, huh? Yes, seven years. Wow. So tell us about how that happened, because I always tell people whenever they start a business, it's going to be two years of hell before you can actually start seeing the fruits of your labor. Did you experience that to be the case? Well, you know, it's been an upper trend each year. Um, I started basically, I was in the hotel business for 16 years. I ran 86 properties in 17 states. And we um, were acquired by three different companies, and then the fourth one was a large financial company. And, you know, with change comes change. So uh, there was change, and so I started thinking about what the next steps would be. And basically, I remembered my time in the hotel business. Odors were always our number one complaint. If we could have fixed that And sometimes it was people leaving pets unattended that they weren't supposed to. Sometimes it was people smoking things they shouldn't be smoking. But whatever the case, a lot of times it was just a musty, moldy odor. And that was basically caused because we got our carpets steam cleaned pretty often. Uh, We would have our carpets would buckle on us. We spent so much of our R&M money replacing carpets. And when we did, the bottom of the floor would just be black with mold. Um, Later on in the my time with them I was getting a lot of migraines and thought it was stress and found out it was caused by an allergy to mold so the mold was caused by too much water in carpet cleaning so basically I started to look into different situations or different kinds of carpet cleaning and um, looking at low moisture which is what we do so ours dries in one hour then I started just looking at different companies that do that and basically I just wanted to be to go with whichever company gave the best results. So that's how I wound up with Heaven's Best. Oh, well, great. So you started in 2013. So mm-hmm. um, and you started in Gwinnett County, right? That was your that's service correct. area? That's correct. So how have you grown from that beginning, that small, humble beginning in 2013 <laughs> to where you are today? So we started with Gwinnett County, and then I um, purchased from another franchisee that was retiring, Barrow and Jackson Counties. Then I purchased uh, Ful- North Fulton and uh, Forsyth counties, and since then I have. Uh, there was a gentleman who wanted to get in the business. He was actually out in Colorado, and his son had his carpets cleaned by Heaven's Best while he was there. 
and he loved the results and was intrigued and so he contacted our company and they contacted me so long story short I sold him the North Fulton County area um, because he wanted to get into the business and of course from Gwinnett there's a lot of traffic getting over there anyway so that's kind of where we stand so it's grown quite a bit great so Jeff Morgan how are you today good morning good morning tell us a little bit about your journey and how you began uh, of colorful walls well my journey began when I was about 18 I needed a summer college job and uh, there was this some people getting trying to get some crews together to do some painting um, in Illinois where I grew up and basically they stuck you on a 40-foot ladder if you they gave you a roller uh, a brush and a tray and if you didn't fall off the ladder or drop all your paint you were hired so we spent uh, the summer painted a dozen or two houses mm -hmm. and so that's kind of where I, I learned my craft right um, and I moved to Georgia and continued going to school at, at UGA and kind of painted for for beer money and uh, graduated with an insurance degree still painting and then I made the, the leap at you know 23 years old to say you know what I don't think I'm corporate material um, I'm going to be in business for myself. I've got enough work on the books uh, to be a, a faux painter is what I began doing. So I used to be the painter. Now I'm the pointer. Uh, <laughs> but that's where it all began for me. Oh, it's interesting that you knew early on. I mean, a lot of us, uh, Don and I, both uh, went through the corporate world before we, we opened our own business. So yeah. it's, it's kind of interesting that you got that early. Now, do you do both indoor and outdoor painting? Yeah, we do. Our services have grown quite a bit since my humble faux painting days. Um, but yeah, we, we have a lot of service inside, outside. You know, we okay. do a lot more. I can get into that. Okay. Well, why don't you tell us a little sure, bit? Sure. So, um, you know, we we did start with faux painting. A lot of people don't know what faux painting is, but it's kind of the oh, yeah, textures you see on walls. <laughs> you see restaurants have that a lot and right. hotels. Um, we do probably 5% of our businesses now faux painting. We do interior, exterior repaints are, are mainly what we do. Um, but we do any kind of repair to the wall, drywall repair, uh, exterior repairs, the wood, the siding, you know, any of that stuff um, that needs fixed, we can fix it up all under one roof, you know, with staining and decks and cement and garage mm -hmm. floors and all that to boot as well. Awesome. Mm -hmm. so that, that's great. So you also, um, uh, I asked you to do a project for me, mm -hmm. which wasn't in your well. I don't know if you've ever done it before. You want to talk about the uh, Fulton County Library project that we've been doing? Oh, the anti-graffiti. <laughs> so yeah, evidently there's some issues in the inner city with graffiti on uh, public libraries. <laughs> so yeah, basically it's a, just a clear, uh, clear substrate we put over uh, the bricks. And when they go graffitiing and tagging them, uh, I don't. I, I guess I've never seen the results. I guess nothing happens, right? They, no they complaints yet. Gets washed right off. It washes fact. right off so, with the rain. But interestingly enough, the first time you did it for us, um, uh, in the Fulton County Monument Sign Project, we did 20 for the 20 libraries in Fulton County. And you have a designer designing, and you have a project manager. You have about a million people involved in it, right? So the designers went out to inspect the first one, and they came back and said. We don't like it. You have some shiny substance on the bricks. I said, did you read the specs that you had actually given to us to do? That's called anti-graffiti. They said, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, quite interesting the it's way that shiny. comes up. It's shiny. Yeah, it's really interesting. So, um, And from that standpoint, um, your service area, I mean, you paint all over uh, Georgia, all over Atlanta area? Yeah, we really do. I mean, we try to stay, you know, around Gwinnett. 
but you know as business owners you, you go where the money is so if you drive an hour you know for a larger job you will i'll drive an hour for a smaller job really i've got crews uh, all around the metro area so if i can try to put my guys you know closer to where that job is and, and save some windshield time for others we'll, we'll go we're not afraid um, so jeff uh martin yes yes <laughs> funny enough i have another customer whose name is jeff martin there are several <laughs> there are several of you guys around so so tell us about you know what it is that you, you guys do that's different and who good customers for you are in, in the carpet cleaning business because we see a million commercials out there so mm -hmm. i'm mm -hmm. uh, you know heaven's best doesn't advertise on online and a lot right. of that stuff so tell us how you know how you're different and, you're, and how your service is different than everybody else well we're different in that we don't soak the carpet that's the biggest difference so um, on a typical job you know an average size house they would probably use 50 to 100 gallons of your water and then they add soap so basically it's just hot water and soap at a high rate into your carpet and then they pull out what they can and that's simple enough right <laughs> so what we do is we'll vacuum first and we apply our citrus cleaning solution it's our own product everything that we have is our own product um, and we spray that on with a power sprayer so it doesn't soak it and then we use a buffer we have different kinds of pads for different kinds of carpets uh, a couple of the pads are our own so we um, we're basically scrubbing your carpet rather than just dumping a bunch of hot water and soap into it good thing is there's no les residue left behind so it dries in one hour um, and when it's dry it's gone so there's there's no it's not a soap it's a cleaning solution it's water-based but it's um, does not leave a residue so that's the biggest way we're different in that all the issues that you have with the other types of cleaning you don't have with us. Yep. I mean, I remember you once telling me you don't you don't soak and suck, <laughs> <laughs> which I thought always caught my, my attention. You don't soak and suck. So tell us. I know you're a franchise. So tell us about the guy who started Heaven's Best because I always found this story itself to be very interesting as to what his background was mm -hmm. and how he started Heaven's Best. So why don't you tell us that story? So yeah, he. Uh, Unfortunately, he passed away a couple of Decembers ago, but um, he started back in 19... He was a, a chemist. He went to school for chemistry, um, and, and in 1983, he had perfected this solution, and so instead of selling chemicals, which is what he was going to do, he decided to sell carpet cleaning franchises. So, you know, he worked with another chemist as well, and so they have basically... Um, you know that's how it started was was his chemistry background uh, I can tell you two years ago in August um, actually I'm sorry it was last August our we, we were approached by another company that adds stuff to your solutions to make it better that's kind of what they do and so they wanted to work with us and I think our um, our people were a little apprehensive so their chemist and our chemist and a neutral chemist that were hired was hired by both parties uh, got together there is a tumbler that they put the carpet in and they can add five years of dirt grime and all that kind of stuff in 30 minutes with this tumbler it's a special machine that they use to make the carpet as bad as possible and basically they came back to us and said there's nothing we can do for you that they had not seen a solution that worked the way ours works so that I thought that was a great testimonial from you know somebody who wanted to sell us something that couldn't well, that machine sounds very interesting. It's, yes. It sounds like my four boys when they were growing <laughs> well, up. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say all you had to do is put my four boys in the room, and they could have gotten it dirty in right. 30 minutes. 
So Jeff Morgan, tell us about uh, what separates you from other painting companies out there. Um, probably just my, my customer service. Um, I genuinely care, you mm -hmm. know, what happens with my customer's experience with us. I, I, it keeps me up at night if I've got a customer I know that's going through a, a bad time. Right. You know, I really want everyone to be happy. I want every, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. You know, always have been. I want people happy. Yeah. I like pe seeing people smile. And, and uh, so I go out of my way to make sure, you know, every last customer is happy. And you can't please every single one. You know, there's always no, a couple out there that there's nothing you can do about it. And that's hard for us to accept. But So you'd uh, say that's I, part of your culture too, right? I, th I think so, yeah. Okay. I think, you know, treat everyone. I'm a consumer too. You know, I right. want to be treated as if, you know, I'm the customer mm -hmm. and, and vice versa. So. Right. And what do you like most about what you do? Probably along the lines of that, I like making people happy. I enjoy, yeah. um, you know, painting can be a very gratifying business. You know, you come into a home and it looks like garbage one day and the next day it looks nice. Yeah. So I, you really can see the, the difference right there visually, you mm -hmm. know, a large square footage of a home, you know, whereas if you're just putting a countertop in or maybe you're putting curtains in a, in a home, right. um, a smaller little chunk. but. Mm -hmm. You know, 4,000 square feet of wall space. Wow, what a difference you've made in someone's home, inside or out. So do you work with your customers to find out, you know, do you help them pick colors or do they always have their colors in mind already? Oh, I love the customers. I know what they want, believe me. But they don't all. And uh, I do provide a, a color okay. selection service for them. Okay. Uh, and then Sherwin-Williams, who I partner with also, they offer uh, okay. an in-home consultation. That oh, that's is, nice. is part of my paint job. Oh, that's nice. That I, I pay for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were an easy customer. We just wanted black. Yeah, you're, you're always easy. Just <laughs> right, just black. Whatever you think. Nobody's uh, ever accused Don of being easy. Oh, come on now. <laughs> now, now, of course, he could have asked me, because I know this, what color black do you want? Because there's about two or three, about, what, 15 or 20. I'm sure exactly. Williams that are tri, tricorn black is what I want, tricorn black, right? right? So, and that's not even exactly black either. No, it's not. And so we had to go out and paint a building we had taken a sign down, put a new sign up, and it just didn't cover the other space. So it was a little bit white. So I t called my installer. I said, just go go paint paint it white. He goes, okay, what color white? I <laughs> said, do a color match on it, man. Here's a Sherman Williams right. book. Go do a color match on it, So which is terrible. A hundred whites, too. There's a hundred whites, <laughs> too. So, but, so I, you guys both started out, but um, what – from your standpoint, what helps you drive your business? And I know we've met in networking groups, and that's what helped us mm -hmm. really get untracked in the first three, four, five years is meeting other fellow business owners and networking. So tell us a little bit about your networking experience. We'll start with uh, Mr. Jeff M. Arton. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, I think networking works great, but you do want to find a group that is compatible to your kind of industry. Um, I can tell you when I first started, I uh, was invited to a couple network groups. Um, the first one was more white collar, and I really didn't get anything out of it. Uh, I visited another one, went a couple times, didn't get anything out of it, and really thought, well, networking's just not for me. And then I was, um, when I visited the second group, somebody came up to me and says, have you heard of Greater Gwinnett Referral Partners? And I said, no, and he, he invited me, didn't go. Uh, the second time I went, because you get two for free, right? <laughs> so the second time I went to that meeting, he came up to me again and said, I'm telling you, you really need to come visit us. So, you know, I didn't want, I'm just starting out in business, and I certainly don't want to to insult anyone or to, to you know, I don't want to build, uh, burn any bridges. 
So I decided I would just humor him and, and attend. I just didn't think that networking was going to work for my industry. And um, boy, was I wrong. So I, w I walked into the door, and before I even got to a seat, uh, a gentleman walked up to me and asked me what I did and who I was, and I told him what I did, and he said, what are you doing Saturday? So I had my first job before I even got to my seat. And uh, it's, it's been really good with, with that group, and now I've gotten in with uh, a lot of realtors, and so that also drives my business. Great. That's where we met. We, I also was part of another networking group that Mr. Moore, I'll call you Captain, was part of. So. <laughs> well, you're getting around the networks, aren't you? Yeah, I was. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's how we built our business, you know. We went mm -hmm. from 2,000 square feet to 12,000 square feet to, you know, but it was getting to know the people who are in business who, as business owners, you know, we want to help each other out, right? So mm -hmm. it's in, I, yeah, they used to call it, you're in my Rolodex, but you're in my contact list, right? Right, so, in the network. So tell us about your networking Yeah, experience. I mean, before networking, I was a pretty small business. You know, I was, I was trying to keep a, a crew together mm -hmm. for the most part. So uh, when you're in business for yourself, you know, you're not really taught structure. You know, when you get into a network group, it really teaches you that more of a corporate structured way of running your business. Like you have other salespeople that are helping you out, you know, more accountability. Um, and then you have to show up to these meetings every week too so you have to you know you got to be there mm -hmm. and if you're not there you're out of sight out of mind right so uh, you know i think eight years i've been in network groups now and from one crew i think i've got four crews now so probably quadrupled you know my business just just from joining a networking group mm -hmm. and what type of customers are your best customers um, you know, I, I don't know if I have a best customer because okay. I'm not afraid of small jobs. Okay. You know, of course, we love a big job. Who wouldn't, well, who wouldn't doesn't? want a giant yeah. job, you know? But that's not always where the bread and butter is. I mm -hmm. mean, uh, small jobs lead to big jobs. Mm -hmm. So we take mm -hmm. any. I'll, I'll paint your mailbox. <laughs> I'll paint your 20,000 square foot warehouse space. Anywhere okay. in between. And how about you, Jeff? What are your best customers? Well, like I said, uh, realtors and right. property management. Those because they can give you more than just one job. Yeah. Um, so I don't do really do any advertising. I do have a website, mm -hmm. but you know I've, I've kind of um, put my niche into you know if you give great service and give great results, then word of mouth right. is where it will grow. Yeah, I think we've seen our business grow quite a bit that way as well. Mm -hmm. So talk to talk to us about the economy, right? What's going on right now? So how hard is it to find good help today in the labor market? Wow. Because I know it's. And that's, part of, that's probably what keeps me up at night is trying to find the right bodies to fit within our culture, right? Because we're up to 19 employees now. So we've definitely built a culture, you know, and we've got core values and everybody knows them and everybody walks the talk. And so when you bring someone in, you know, and they don't fit the culture, I mean, they basically get ejected like a virus. It's kind of interesting. So Like a virus. Like a virus. <laughs> Teresa loves it when I tell uh, people that in an interview, when I talk to them in an interview, uh -huh. right? But so tell us about the labor market. How, how difficult has it been um, to find it for the carpet cleaning industry, to, to get good people to run crews for you, Jeff? Well, you know, in the past, when I would put out an ad, I would get like 40 to 70 responses. And, you know, it, they're not 40 to 70 people that are going to fit the culture <laughs> by any means. Um, you may find, you know, you got to look for that golden nugget, and you're finding three or four that may fit the culture. Right. <coughs> um, this year has definitely been a struggle. You would think that with everybody out of work, um, or, or so many people out of work, it would be easy. But I guess, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm getting maybe 10% of the applicants that I would normally get this year. 
So um, that, that part has been a struggle, finding the right people. Um, but I do have a couple of people that's been with me for quite a while. I've got one lead technician that's been with me two and a half years, and he's, he does a great job. So, What about you, uh, Captain? I mean, yeah, it's funny, Jeff. You mentioned you put these ads out and you get, you know, 40, 50 responses in a couple of days. And it's, I'm like, you know, what part of painter did you not read there? Yes. Well, I, you do, <laughs> I do welding. Okay. Well, this is a painting job, but so it's hard to weed out some of these guys. I've been fortunate. Uh, I haven't really had to hire too much. I've, I've retained all my guys and we've just kind of, are st- we're busier. Um, but this year I really haven't had to go out and, and look for new people. We've stayed very steady. I've just I've kept all the guys on. I've added a couple guys, you know, family members of of crew members that will come mm-hmm. and help, kind of thing. But um, yeah, this year we're we're pretty steady. So has the pandemic affected either of your businesses? Yes. Yes. Better. Better. People are staring at their walls. Oh, that's true. So we're not going on vacation, and we're not mm-hmm. spending the money on those things, and we have extra money around to fix our houses up right now. So I'm seeing, uh, you know, as far as uh, remodeling. Mm-hmm. You know, building, I don't know if building and all that's suffering, yeah. but. And, and for me, it's the last three months have just been off the chart. Um, now, April was bad. I think in April, when everything shut down, everybody was thinking that if I come in six feet of somebody, I'm going to get the plague, you know. So everybody was really um, concerned, I guess. Right. Not knowing. Mm-hmm. But um, then May, June, and July, uh, it started ramping up. But then August, September, October, this it's just been um, really busy. Well, good. Let's hope it continues. Yes. Well, <laughs> hope is not a strategy. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> right. So, but um, Jeff, so what do you like best about what you do, and what you know, what is what excites you when you wake up in the morning besides dirty carpets? The results. Now, I don't get up in the morning and say I can't wait to go clean carpets, um, and I never really saw myself doing that. But when I first started, you know, before I before I got into this business, I was just looking for. Finally, I had an opportunity to step step back and say, "What can I do that's the best in this industry?" Um, I didn't know what the industry would be at the time, but that's really what I started out searching for. So for me, the the favorite part is the result, seeing happy customers. Gotcha. So uh, I guess um, I take issue with you. I don't do a lot of advertising though. <laughs> because uh, we do your wraps for you from our, our business. Yes. So we've, you know, Jeff uh, over, over at Heaven's Best actually introduced me to the corporate office of Heaven's Best. And we now have wraps in Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, all wow. through mm-hmm. Heaven's Best connection there. And they went from um, a very small logo mm-hmm. on the side of their vehicles to a full wrap now. And you can't miss it going down the road right. for the most part so um which is quite a kind of interesting yeah and that really comes from uh, the same thing service you know we started out with the new wrap with another supplier in another state i was one of the i was the second one to actually get that wrap and it was supposed to be delivered in a week and three months later so i contact our corporate office i was not a happy camper and i said you got to talk to don <laughs> so and we appreciate that and the rest is history (laughs) absolutely it just goes to show i think the power of networking because if we had not met you in a networking meeting we wouldn't have that business that's right Mm -hmm. so so if you were uh, if someone came up to you and said talk to me about starting a business what piece of advice would you give that person when they're looking at starting up a business hmm 
boy, I say do your homework first. Make sure you know what you're getting into. Have a mm-hmm. business plan. You know, I mean, do a legit business plan. I did not when I was 18, 20 years old do a business plan. That's what I would have told myself. Write it all out. Write exactly your goals. Have a short-term goal, long-term goal, and middle middle goals. I mean, you got to set goals and expectations. I think is probably the most important mm-hmm. thing. I wish I would have told myself going backward. Mm-hmm. Well, you were only twenty-three. I know. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> who knows that who knows, stuff at twenty-three? But I, you know, I, I had people in my ears saying to do that kind of stuff if you're going to be a serious businessman. But you know, when you're in your twenties, you know, you're doing your thing. So absolutely. And what about you? So for me, I would agree exactly what Jeff said. Um, the other thing, too, is, you know, I made a commitment to myself. I'm either going to be out there cleaning carpets until I grow enough to the point that I can hire people. And, and as you know, that's working in your business instead of on your business. But I knew I was going to be either working in my business or working on my business. Uh, so if I didn't have jobs, then I'm out looking for jobs. That was number one. Number two thing I would tell or actually, that's number two. The number one thing I would tell you is procrastination is the first step of failure um that's if you put and we saw that in hotel business i mean my general managers the quickest way they would get overwhelmed is just let's just kind of relax today we'll do it tomorrow and now tomorrow you've got twice as much to do and i would agree with the with the whole goals thing i went out when we started this business my teresa says the only way we'll start a business is if you can get agreement from one person and it wasn't her father, or it wasn't anybody else except for our financial planner. And uh, he works with Edward Jones, and he managed all of our money, right? So I went out there, and we went, we had lunch, and I brought, I'm a spreadsheet guy, so I brought my three-year budget and the whole nine yards, and he looks at me, and he goes, you know, you're ahead of about 75% of the people starting a business. So why? He goes, how many people do you think actually have a budget and a plan that they're going to go ahead and go towards, right? So it's really kind of interesting that um, I always quote Lewis Carroll, and you guys probably know the line, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you mm-hmm. there, right? So it's one of those things where know where you're going, right? And I would tell you that um, as long as you have a plan and know what it is, I mean, we started out, and we want to be a million-dollar business in five years, right? And we, how many people would that be? How much equipment would that be? you know, so forth and so on. And every time we had an opportunity to get there faster, we would, but we knew where we wanted to be, right? And I think having that vision, Jeff, you know, of what it looks like, I mean, that's important in creating that vision for the for the, your team as well, so they know. And that's what I was gonna say, is yeah. we, we, we've we worked the last three years using a system called EOS, which is the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And part of that helps you to get your whole team on the same page and all going in the same direction because if if everybody's not going in the same direction you're going in 20 different directions and you're going to wind up spinning your wheels so we've spent a lot of time making sure that everybody knows what our goals are uh, and we keep it in front of them and let them know how we're doing all the time it, it really is interesting so both both you guys have um, what I would call remote workforces right I, I, I think you have a facility Jeff Martin only f- to keep your chemicals at right or no I actually just um, my I, well yeah I've got a storage bin right. basically and then uh, parking for the vans yep and then I don't know if you have a space or not or if we work I out don't. of your house no brick right? and mortar for me huh? so how do you find how difficult do you find it managing people who are on the road all the time to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing oh it's it's the name of the game logistically getting 
every person, every crew member, you know, you've got four or five jobs going on every day. I mean, I get up in the morning and my phone blows up at eight o'clock with 16 questions on what and where and, and it's it constantly on the text. I'm texting addresses. I mean, I've become a text master, you know, between the emails. And I mean, you, you just, you live with this phone in your hand and really that's how you run it. You can, you can run people through your phone. That's kind of how you do it yeah. for me. And what about you, Mr. Martin? Well, uh, uh, same thing with Jeff. I mean, we're our, you know, you've got employees out in the field. They're not in an office environment where you're able to see them. So, um, and we're on different jobs. Uh, so what I try to do is, you know, rotate them some and work with them. Uh, for instance, the one that I've got, I don't work with them as much now because there's that trust factor that, you know, I've get, I get great feedback. So, you know, the customers tell you a lot. The customers tell you a lot. But, yeah, it's um, – you, you do have to stay in contact for sure. Is it hard for customers to find you both since you don't have a brick and mortar? No, I think they just use Google. And they, I mean, most of my customers, like I say, are referrals mm -hmm. or repeat business. Right. Um, but people do find me on the website. A lot of people like our name, you know. It is nice. And, and call us for that. But, um, yeah, that's basically where we get the business okay. is referrals and repeat business. Yeah, I've invested a lot into uh, my business this year. And something I learned from networking, though, you know, when, when times are tough, that's when we're all out there trying to grow our businesses. But you forget when times are good is you also need to pedal mm -hmm. to the metal and go mm -hmm. forward. Right. So I, I've reinvested a lot into our website. So I had a crappy website. You know, we put it together ourselves five, six years ago, whatever it was. And we, you know, we had someone else do it. And we put a lot of money into that. The, the um, what do they call it? The review generator right. thing, getting all the reviews generated now so we have a, a much greater online presence than we have and i think that's the best way right. if you're not advertising just make sure you're you're online right or on a podcast <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> content for the website there, there, you, you, go. Go. there you go exactly right. so um so I, I guess uh the question a uh, question i would have for you guys is as you see your business is growing where do you see yourselves in five years? Have you got that roadmap already already laid out? I mean, what does it look like in five years? I'll tell you, for us, um, we're going to be um, board members of Pinnacle Custom Signs. Okay. And my boys will be running it while we um, get a paycheck from there them. There you go. And we'll be renting them our building. <laughs> so we've already got that plan. That's actually three years out. Nice. So that's interesting. So but where do you see Colorful Walls and Jeff Morgan being in five years? You know, I've been in business 20 years, and I figure I've got 20 to go. So I'm just really at the halfway mark, five years. I don't really see much differently. I mean, I, I do have my yearly growth goals. You know, I try to 10% mm -hmm. a year. So j just working my butt off still. Five years from now, I may have added another crew or two. Or um, I'm kind of wait and see right now, though. I think it's, we have an interesting year or so coming up. Um, so I'm trying to get through the, the dust settle, so to speak, and um, but probably not too much differently. I'm at a, I'm at a real comfortable level of income right now mm -hmm. with revenue. And, you know, you grow too big and you got more problems, yeah, you know. And I think a lot of us, when we're just starting out, too, it's hard to hire other people to do what you're usually doing. And um, Well, it's hard to give up that or delegate those tasks when you're used to doing them. Sure. It's and like I could do people, it better. Right. Trusting <laughs> others to do what right. you know you can do mm -hmm. the best. And so with growth, that would happen again in even a higher higher level. So mm -hmm. I'm a little trepidatious on on growing too too quick. i got a long way to go. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, exactly the same thing. I mean, uh, I never want to outgrow my um, control of quality. Mm -hmm. That's really the, the main thing. 
Mm-hmm. So I have to, you know, y- you can have growth um, goals, but if you lose someone when you're not a large company, that does take you back right. because now you've got to hire someone else to get them back to the level that you had before. So it's not that you can just, I mean, goals are absolutely critical, but there's going to be bumps in the road along the way. Mm-hmm. So you, you're not going to set a five-year goal and just land right on your goal. <laughs> You'll be lucky if you did, and luck's not a strategy. But yeah. Well, luck could be a strategy. Just hope's not a strategy. <laughs> hope, okay. so, but, you know, it is interesting because this year um, – 80% of our business is repeat customers. But it's 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 interesting the way it comes about, you know, because, you know, we all have stories about that one customer we got that we never thought we would ever get and didn't know what was going on. So I, I always tell the story about Mavis, Mavis Tires and Brakes. And I may have told you guys a story. So uh, Mavis bought out all of um, Kaufman Tires mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Now they bought out all the NTBs in Atlanta. Right, and so they're rebranding everything, right? So they came into the market and they took over the shop up the street from us that used to be Hensley, right there on, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, didn't know anything about it in the whole nine yards. So I finally got a call from this company that was their um, logistics provider, right? And they said, can you help us get a banner in Buford, Georgia? And they had a banner there three months previously, right? And I said, well, I can, but you already had one there, and I don't think they're going to approve another one, right? And he goes, really? I said, yeah. I said, but, you know, just let me ask you a question. How does it take you three months to get a sign up on a building? I mean, you, you, I know your logo in the whole nine yards. And all of a sudden, I heard snickering underneath his breath. I said, so uh, did I hit a nerve? He goes, well, um, you know, in Atlanta, there's this company called discount tires and we are mavis discount tires so we went ahead and and uh and put up signs all over atlanta mavis discount tires and then discount tires took us to court and Mm -hmm. made us change our name in atlanta wow so because of that conversation they asked well as we're changing out the signs can you help us change out the signs so i got a contract for doing that and then, not only with the logistics company, I actually worked my way back in with the corporate office of, of Mavis. And it's like, from a simple conversation of, can you hang a banner for me, you get business like that, right? And, you know, a wise man once told me about 10 years ago when we started this was, never let a customer be a dead end to anything, right? You always got to ask them something. You don't know what it's going to be. You don't know what their connections are. And people say... Will you just like you, uh, you Jeff Morgan? Yeah, people say, "Well, you, you still do yard signs." I said, "Yeah, I do a yard. I'll do a yard sign." I said, "You know, it's uh, you know, congratulations on your graduation, Ashley, right?" Because I don't know if Ashley's dad might not be the director of marketing for a larger firm when he needs some signs and stuff like that. So it's always, always open the door, right? Yeah. So, so, so what? Tell me an interesting story about one of your favorite customers that you acquired kind of off off center, but uh, came back to be a really good customer besides me. <laughs> a customer who I didn't expect to be, became like a bigger customer. Yeah. Um, mm, that's a good one. I probably have a lot of examples of those. I mean, there's there's so many things that start off from nothing. You go there for a simple drywall repair, you know, and now um, you're doing the whole neighborhood. 
you know that one it just depends on that one customer that you know the mm -hmm. the bad reviews will take you down but that one person who likes to yap to the whole neighborhood the next thing you know you're doing their you know their parents and their sister and their brother and all the neighbors i get that a lot you know it's something i think it's just going to be a very minor thing that's why i say you know no job too small no wall right. too tall because that's generally how that works you go for the small stuff you don't take that for granted and then next thing you know yeah you're you get they hook you up with uh you know what whatever right large commercial project or you never know who knows who and what about for you mr martin well you know one comes to mind and i just got a call on this yesterday um, about two months ago i had a job down in atlanta and it turned out to be two rooms i drove around for an hour it was on a high rise there was no parking and the actual person who i was doing their house and it, it was a referral from a realtor but the uh, person actually that owned the place that was selling it was selling it because she couldn't find parking. She parked four blocks away. Now, when you got all the equipment, you have to park four blocks away. It's not real convenient. So, you know, that was kind of like a thorn in your side, having to go down there and do that little job. Well, she loved it. You know, we kept a positive attitude about it, talked to her and everything. And so she referred me to a friend of hers who had a big house. And just yesterday, I got a call from her realtor that her husband wants me to go to Macon and do a really large commercial job for him. Uh, that's going to be a very big job. So, um, you know, sometimes, just like Jeff said, with the uh, you can paint a mailbox, and maybe the next time you go paint your whole house, it may be a mansion. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you, you don't ever forget where you came from. Yep. No, and I agree with that. And, you know, uh, one thing that drives me nuts when people start new businesses, um, and I can tell whether they're going to be successful or not, is people who don't um, respond or follow up, mm -hmm. right? And you guys have had that example, right, where you've, you know, you, you want to give someone your money and they're not willing to answer the phone or take yeah, you it. You hear it all the time. You know, and I would tell you, because I've worked with both of you guys, that that's one of the things, one of the reasons why I work with both of you guys is the fact that if I text you or if I call you, you're going to call me back. If you don't answer the phone immediately, it's probably because you're dealing with your crews, but you're going to call back. But talk to me about responsiveness. You know, you have a, you have a goal if you've got to you know a referral or something like that how how quickly you know do you think you should be responsive to new opportunities out there yeah i mean it's the number one that's that's your job I mean, that's my job is communicate i mean it's in life in general communication is the number one important thing in all relationships personal business right you got to communicate with people you got to let them know what's going on you got to keep them their expectations curbed so um you know as soon as i get a, a call i try to I try to call you back within two hours. I try to get you an estimate within a couple of days, and I try to get to your uh, job within a couple of weeks. You know, so you've got to be right here. This all the time. You go do estimates for people, and they say, "Yeah, I had a, you know, so and so came out and you know spend an hour or two of their lives to come look at your job, and didn't give you an estimate." You know, I'm like, <laughs> "Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Just yeah. give the estimate?" So. Uh, yeah, it's important to like follow through with every little thing that, mm -hmm. that all those details. I think that's what uh, the secret of success is. I think so too. And and Mr. Martin, you? Yeah, same thing. Um, I, I know when I'm working in areas, for instance, Brazelton, there's a there's a large area there where there's just no cell service, and 
you know, it may be on a big job and it may be four or five, even six hours before I can find, you know, before I get cell service again. And I'm always uh, uneasy, nervous, whatever about that. It's just like you hate to think that somebody's trying to reach you and you're not responding. That's, um, th- that's not <laughs> who I want to be. So, yeah, and that, that's really important communication. Yeah, because I've, I've known people that have opened up other sign companies and they're in business and you call them to, you know, check on them after a month or two in business. They have the automatic attendant on their phone for one press sales, for two press mm. more. You know, it's like, dude, you're one person. Okay, yeah. just answer the phone. Okay, yeah, you right. know, don't don't, don't do you, you that. You work so hard to grow your business, and you know, when you finally get, you know, the phone ringing, mm-hmm. you hate missing any of that stuff. I know when I, you know, I like to fish, and we go to Canada every year and fish, and I, my cell phone drops off for five days, and it's like the worst feeling when I get back across yeah. the border. You know, oh, what, what jobs have I missed because I wasn't available? You know. Right. Yeah, someone told us early in our business three, the three best rules for keeping your business to grow is answer the phone answer the phone answer the phone <laughs> yeah and because of that we in our place uh in our shop um we tell everybody we need that phone answered by the third ring and if it doesn't then i get upset yep because nobody's responding to our customers and they'll go on to the next co- right. phone number absolutely you know? who's next then you know you lose an opportunity that way well yeah. that that an email request we get a lot of email requests yeah. we say you know respond to it within 30 minutes you know because responsiveness is key Right. I mean, uh, I would assume both of you guys have gotten jobs where, you know, the person called two or three painters or two or three carpet cleaners. And the reason why you got the job is because nobody else even responded. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's just I mean, it's amazing to me. These people who are trying to run a business who don't get that part of the responsiveness thing. Right. I don't get that. It's 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 so, you know, I have a, a good story for us is that. Phantom Fireworks came into the market about seven years ago, right? And they, um, when the fireworks law changed. And so I got a call fr- on a Friday morning, and the director says, I'm opening up three locations in Atlanta, and I really need to get some signs. Can you help me out? I said, yeah, sure, give me the addresses, right? So I went ahead, and I drove around, did all the site surveys. Joanne did all of my proofs. My designer did all of my proofs. We got them to him on Friday afternoon. I gave him a price on Monday morning. I had a $30,000 check on Wednesday. Right, and so after we started doing more work for us, it's so so help me understand why us? He goes, Don. Before anybody else even bothered to call me back, I'd already told Treasury to cut you a check. So, I mean, it's that kind of stuff. It's just being the being responsive, and as consumer, like you said it earlier, Mr. Morgan, is that I just want to be treated like I want to be treated. You know, just respond and be simply. You know, just give me an answer, even if the answer is no. Right, right. right. I, I have a I have a customer over in my in my in my um, shopping center, and he's in the appliance business, right? So we were building out our basement, and so I wanted a kegerator for the basement, right? So I go over, I toss him, and I said, I said, can you get me a quote for the kegerator, right? Yeah, sure, not a problem, right? I have a kegerator in my basement now. I never got an estimate from the guy. I mean, yeah, I, and I emailed him once or twice. Never got an estimate. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's responsiveness. So, And it's amazing to hear sometimes that people call me and they haven't heard of me before, but they found me on Google because their person they called didn't show up and didn't call them, and they haven't been able to contact them. You know, things can happen, 
but at least communicate. Yeah. <laughs> Let right. them know. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're making us look good, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what about next door? You know, is that a bane of your existence, or do you get any business off of next door? Yeah, I, I get quite a bit off Lots. next door. I've never really, uh, you know, signed up for that, or I, I, don't, I don't think I'm, I don't have a login, I don't think. But, yeah, people pass my name along, and then I get a call at least once a week. I got your name on next door. So, yeah, that, that's given me a lot of business the last couple of years. It's a, it's a great little neighborhood, <laughs> you know. I've There's seen Jeff, Jeff Martin's name out there a few times. Yeah, we had um, two years ago, I was actually doing a house in Sugarloaf Country Club, which is where I'm going to be heading as soon as we get through here. Uh, my technician's there doing a tile job right now at the same place. Um, it was in December, and then um, one of my other technicians was up in Hamilton Mill. So we had two jobs going on at the same time, and two people put it on next door at the same time. And we wound up getting 18 jobs in one month from those two wow. posts. So, it, uh, I mean, social networking really works. Yeah. <laughs> I know sometimes I'll get even, like, three different people will go on, and, you know, someone will ask for a painter, and I'll, three people in our neighborhood will... Yeah. So that almost locks the job for you when you got that many people it's saying, same, yes, this guy, guy, this guy. Same guy, yeah. And it's like, okay, so, yeah, that's a great thing. Um, well, well, guys, it was great having you on the show. Um, we're going to have to wrap this up. But what is the best way for people, if they want to use Color Faux Walls, to get in touch with you, Mr. Morgan? You go to the website, the brand-new website that we just launched uh, last week. And it's what's the address? www.colorfaux, that's F-A-U-X, walls. Dot net. Very good. Or you can call me, 770-605-0338. Do you have any social media presence? Uh, we do have a, what, what's the one? Facebook. Not the Twitter. Facebook? Yeah, our Facebook. We're growing the Facebook page. We're growing our Google page. Awesome. And then the, uh, what's the what's the other one? The Instagram? The Instagram. That's Yeah, that we, one's we, a good one because it's all very that. visual. It's all picture-based. We're ramping those up, too. Good, good. Jeff Martin? So you can reach me at www.heavensbest.com. I'm sorry, heavensbestga.com, www.heavensbestga.com. Or call me at 678-822-1558. Well, Don and I would like to thank both of you for being here today and joining us on Reaching the Summit, presented by Pinnacle Custom Signs. Get a more prominent look with your business signage. To see how we can help your business reach the summit, Visit us on our website at PinnacleCustomSigns.com or on any of our social media channels. Remember that you can enjoy any of our episodes at any time by visiting BusinessRadioX.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Reaching the Summit. You can also find us on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple's iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcast app would be. Until next time, for Pinnacle Custom Signs, I'm Teresa Conklin, and with Don Conklin, you've been listening to Reaching the Summit on Business Radio X. Hope you have a great day. 